Can you hear me? On. Right, I know, but <clears throat> do you want to do it on the phone or do we? Uh... Yeah, I've used it. All right. Okay. All right. So you got to, I can't hear you on there though. Well, no, we'll take it off. Just, just go ahead and hang out. Hang out. Yeah, there we go. Now can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. There we go. I've done it with, with when I had student uh, teacher conferences and, and uh, if someone was on the phone and on a device and they had it twice, it would start echoing back and forth and it was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hate I hate the echo. <laughs> uh, let me turn this off. Okay, so I got these little microphones that I'm gonna be doing for my videos. So you gotta like put it on right here and then and then do like a, you know, or interview and so forth. And um, and I heard they do very well, I just haven't done it yet. Alrighty, let me see. So I should be looking at this, not at, at the screen. Can you see me though? I can see you. Okay. All right, I just want to, I don't want to get distracted looking up because <laughs> otherwise I'm like this, looking at you and I should be looking at the camera. I know, uh, I have, um, you're off to the side just a little bit and my camera's right here in front of me. <laughs> so, I um, appreciate you taking the time to to uh, do this this interview, uh, something that I've been wanting to do for, for quite some time. Um, 
especially what's happening right now in the world, I think there's a lot of a lot of social issues that need to be talked about. And um, this is one that is very dear to my heart because I have two kids, and um, and I, I uh, to me, in my opinion, I feel it's, it's um, overlooked, and we don't spend enough time talking about about sex trafficking, um, and just the way the world is today with technology and uh, a lot of uh, predators out there. Um, it's scary, actually. <laughs> so. Uh, so tell me, uh, it, Angela Moses, correct? Correct. Um, and then, so funny because we met what a year and a half ago <laughs> uh, about a year. To, to help put something in place to, about a year ago. And then you had mentioned that that you had written a book, and then that kind of sparked my interest. And so, um, so I wanted to kind of just have you tell your story, uh, why you wrote the book, uh, Pol Polaris. <laughs> and you actually wrote two books now. I have. I have the second one, The Life, and I'm working on my third one right now. And they all okay. deal with human trafficking. So tell, just kind of just explain a little, well, what, what kind of prompted you to, to decide to talk about this, this subject? Well, it was social media. Um, I started out with, um, I was looking at Facebook one day, and um, I happened to have a story, and I never could tell. Um, I've heard some um, reports on uh, hearing or seeing the story because it popped up a couple times uh, about a girl and her mom had gone to uh, a mall here in uh, North Texas and so the, the daughter says hey I need to go to the restroom uh, mom says fine I'm checking out I'll just meet you at the car and so mom made it out to the car and she's sitting there waiting for a while and the daughter never comes out um, so mom decides to come back in, and by that time, um, she sees her daughter walking with two other women, uh, as the story goes, and uh, they said, oh, I'm sorry, she's sick. She's, we're going to take her home. Well, mom knew it was wrong because mom was taking the girl home. Um, so like I said, I don't know if that story was actually true or if it was just put out there to spark people's um, ideas of what's going on in this world. Um, so that kind of bothered me. I seen it one time and I just, I didn't, I just went on and then um, it happened to show up again uh, probably a couple months later. And I thought, well, this is just kind of weird that this has popped up again. Um, right. So I got, I got into looking uh, a little bit further into uh, seeing some sites out there for human trafficking, just not really realizing how much of an impact uh, or how much of it's taking place. And I had, I mean, I live in a pretty crowded North Texas area and it's just surprising that I just never really heard anything. Now I know, I mean, you hear human trafficking or hurt every once in a while and it's just kind of thrown out, but I don't know that people really could say, um, I, I mean, it's never discussed. It's, it's pretty much shoved under the rug um, and just kind of, and even in our schools, it's just, it's just not out there. And why, uh, okay, and why do you think that is? Why do you think it's not discussed? Why, why, why aren't people, because obviously kids are the future, most people have kids. Why don't you think that, that people are uncomfortable talking about this? Well, I've talked a little bit some, because um, I work in a school district, um, a lot of the times they don't say anything because they don't want to scare the kids. And um, some parents don't believe the school should be the one inform or informing the kids about that. It should be a parent's job. Um, it kind of came um, situation, uh, school administrator said, Think back to when it's Stranger Danger came out and people were stealing kids way back in the 80s, 90s. Um, 
and they had to put it in a format that kids didn't really understand, but kind of knew to try to be safe. And, you know, parents had your safe words if another kid or, or someone was supposed to be picking up your kid. Um, but that's the extent of it because they, they just don't want to scare the kids. And to me, um, I, I teach in a junior high and I mean, they already, they're aware of stuff like that. They just don't know what it is until they're done into it. So, uh, or how it happens. So the schools just kind of keep a hands off because it's, it's not per se their role to teach it. Okay. So, so with that being said, then, um, it's almost like until something happens to you, right. Or to somebody that, you know, that's when people want to become proactive and get involved and, and, you know, say, this is, you know, this shouldn't happen and, and I want to do something about it. Uh, and my motto is always be proactive than reactive, right? right. Um, it's better to, to start talking about it now uh, because, you know, technology is changing. Uh, it's changing from the way we grew up as kids where we would, you know, play until the lights came, came on and stay out late and, you know, um, didn't really have, you can kind of almost keep the door open, so to speak. Um, but, but now that's not the case in the world that we live in today. And, um, and it was crazy because I was just watching that, the series on Je Jeffrey Epstein, you know, just so I can have some more ammunition to talk about today. And, you know, here's a, is a multi-billionaire that used his power to be able to take advantage of young girls uh, right. to the point where, you know, once they finally pulled together and said, you know, this is not right. And, and all those women's lives were affected by it, you know, then, then his life ended tragedy, tragedy. Um, so, so to me, I'm like, well, there's a lot of stories like that. R. Kelly, you know, is another example, again, somebody that has a power to influence people and, and then can take advantage of these young girls by manipulating them and, and brainwashing them. Um, and, and then Harvey Weinstein and what happened with him and his power. Um, and so, to me, that's scary because, you know, um, again, I have a daughter and, and, and I, you know, I just care about people. Um, to be taken advantage like that, uh, it needs to be addressed. And, um, and I think that people need to be more aware of it. I think a lot of our enforcement, I mean, it's, it's kind of a privacy right when kids are um, taken or um, are trafficked. Uh, and I, I, I can see to a degree on that. Um, but they don't announce um, things to students on, hey, these are things to watch out for. Or a lot of the times, hey, guys, these are schemes. How many times do we log into Facebook and you could say, hey, your, your friend saying, hey, watch out for this. This is a scheme. We don't tell kids that so that they can be proactive. On it, and I agree. Um, I talked to one of our local police officers who happens to be a SRO officer at our school. And I asked him, I said, okay, I live in a small community. Uh, the population is like 3,000. Um, does that really even happen out in, in the small areas? And they happened to me, oh yeah, we had a case of just a couple years ago. And I'm like, wow, I didn't even know about it. And I've lived in that community for the, well, since probably 25, 30 years. I was like, well, nothing was ever brought out about it. And to me, people would want to know in that area um, that is taking place. Um, it's just, it just not, um, not talked about. It's like it's a taboo thing. You don't want to talk about it. Um, I, I just, I don't understand why we can't just give kids heads up of things to be smart, to make smart choices, um, right. especially with the technology age going on. Yeah. And 
I guess what's what's also alarming now is that that they're not. It's not the the predator that's that's actually recruiting the girls. It's the girls their age that are recruiting the girls. Um, also, so you know, you could have a friend that invites you to an event, and that may be the last time you see that person. Right. Um, and then you know, now once you get, you know, uh, once they get drugged or so forth, now they're hooked on drugs, and their whole life changed just like that. Right. And so, uh, as parents, I think it's important for us to kind of watch what we do as far as are we giving, are we handing kids the phones um, for them, you know, to to have to be in that position to be exposed. And then the way with all these apps now, the TikToks and the Instagrams and, and the Facebooks, you know, uh, a smart predator could be able to communicate with our kids and take advantage of them without us knowing, right? Right, correct. And um, my book number two, The Life, and that's basically what that story has evolved over. It's a best friend who would be someone that you would trust. They've already had that trust built. And um, she happens to um, get caught up and ends up starting to traffic her friends. Uh, and that's what that story is about. She happens to, um, to bring one of her best friends into the life. And um, uh, it's, it's sad the way it has. And, I, and of course, you know, in my books, they, they always get, end up getting rescued. But the, unfortunately, a lot of them don't. Um, you, you never hear from them again or their life expectancy is so short after being put into um, to being trafficked. Yeah, and, I, and that's what's, that's my point, is you don't really know what could be the, the outcome from being sexually molested or, or being drugged or something. You know, now you got depression, um, anxiety, uh, suicidal thoughts. Uh, I mean, your life would never be the same. You know, and, and if we go back to, you know, when our kids are running around and we're having fun and you never in your wildest dreams would you have thought, oh, my, my kid would have been trafficked, human trafficked at one at point, you know, at some point throughout their life. Um, you know, I mean, it, it just, I mean, they make movies about it and then we watch it, but really this is real. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I think the numbers, if I'm not mistaken, is, is, this is a billion dollar industry. Is that right? Correct. That's, unhe that's unheard of. This makes more money than like Amazon and, and, and these big companies. Well, uh, you know, when I ended up first getting into writing the book and I was just talking to some friends and, hey, you know, I just got accepted um, for um, someone's publishing my book. And they're like, oh, well, that only happens over in like China or somewhere across the world. It doesn't happen very much in America. And it was it was really amazing to me that they had no clue. They may have heard of trafficking, but, oh, we can't have that in America. And uh, that's, that's false. I mean, it happens all the time in America. Um, there are some videos that out there I watched. Um, our, our Ken Paxton, our, our um, attorney general, he has some videos and a campaign out there for human trafficking. And just to watch, his, he has a, it's about 54 minutes long to hear about a person here in Dallas or a person down in Houston or the aspect or a person perspective of a vice principal who has encountered trafficking, you know, there's just not areas that you would imagine. Um, and Texas is one of the higher states to having, I think it's a second or third on the list of human trafficking in the United States. That's just unheard of. You just don't hear about it. Wow. And, and you know, it's unfair to the kids because the kids look up to us as adult figures that they feel that they have that trust in. 
And then when you break that trust, then it's, it's hard for you to say, do as I say, do this, do that now, because, you know, that's, we, we failed them as, as, as adults. Um, right. And not only as parents, but in programs as well. I mean, so I think it was one movie I was watching where I think it was a, a church that was um, um, hosting or, or having these girls. And then they, they basically sold her off to, to a sex trafficking. And luckily, you know, it was a good news that she came back, but, but it, the scary part was that she was in a, in an environment where she felt safe. And then they, they, <laughs> they got uh, sold her off to, to these traffickers and, um, and then her whole life changed around. And I'm pretty sure that happens a lot. Um, that does. And, and the next biggest one that just kind of surprised me, you know, could you just not, not imagine parents being the people who traffic their kids? Um, family tra uh, trafficking is, has become very rampant um, in the United States as well. And, then, and to me, it's like, what? You mean your own offspring? You would go through and sell? And unfortunately, it's taking place. And that's, that's even that's just sad. I just can't. Imagine, imagine a parent wanting to go to that point of trafficking their kid. Um, and I don't know circumstances of why they would even want to do that. I, I just can't imagine and fathom how that would even come about. Okay, but see, okay, so, so being, being that said, um, that's something that needs to be addressed then. Um, and, you know, it's almost like instead of going after the, the people to, to kind of trap them to say, you know, act like you're, you're a 12 year old girl and then you have a predator come and, and, you know, uh, friended you on Facebook and so forth. I think that needs to be done with the same with the parents is, you know, put ads out there to say, Hey, you know, something to where the parents and then they need to be held accountable or go to jail for something like that. Because now you're basically handing your kids over to the predator or, you know, to the, and it, that, that, I, I, if my parents would have did that to me, oh my goodness, or my sister, are you kidding me? That's crazy. Yeah. I can't, I can't imagine it. And I know as teachers, uh, I mean, we're one of the first groups to sit there and try to watch for it. But unfortunately, it is so kept secret. It is so hard to see. Um, you figure that, oh, you're going to see a whole lot of signs coming from this kid. And a lot of times they're pretty, pretty good about sneaky, being sneaky of covering it up. And, and it's sad that, you know, because kids have lost their respect for adults at that point. Just as a parent or, uh, and I can't say, I'd say teachers and police officers, people out there that you just imagine to trust. Um, I could see why it's hard. They don't want to speak up because those are people of authority. It just, I, it, that's why it's so hard to be able to track once a student or a person, a child is in that. Uh, because they just don't want to speak up because they've lost their authority figures to be able to know who to go trust. All right. So, so here in the United States, do you know any numbers off the top of your head or, or what that looks like uh, and how often it happens? And uh, is there, I know there's, there's probably negative numbers and then I would imagine that there's probably positive numbers as far as rescues, but. Uh, there, yes, you're correct. Um, and it's changing daily. Um, I, if one of the sites that's called um, Pol Polaris Project, um, it was kind of funny because when I started writing it, I didn't have Polaris, that program set inside, but Polaris Project is um, the national, um, and I think they even deal, they deal with a lot of world stuff, um, but they're the national uh, hotline for human trafficking. And they have a lot of statistics out there um, that they're constantly updating. Um, 
one thing that you know you always think of trafficking uh, and my perspective, I guess, when I first got into it, it's, oh, it's only girls that are being trafficked in it. And fortunately, it's not. Um, girls, boys, adults are being trafficked. Um, and it's just amazing that, that that's even taking place because you would think, uh, I know boys are underreported. Um, that's why they always say, oh, it's girls that are being trafficked, but boys are being trafficked just as much. It's just that in our society, we think that boys are... Um, they, they should be strong enough to be able to stand up for themselves because they're the male persuasion, but that's not always the case. I mean, they're a kid too, just as much as a girl is. You right. would think um, an adult would not be, uh, would be smart enough. No, not, not to get trafficked, but unfortunately um, it, I can say it's a bullying type situation, but really it is. They put something over your head and, and you end up having to either, you have to make choices in life and uh, it shouldn't be that way. Yeah, now, I mean, sometimes they're coming at their own will, so it doesn't necessarily have to be, um, I mean, from what I'm hearing, and maybe if I'm wrong, um, once they put something over your mouth or, or they drug you, right, it's almost like, oh, this, you know, you're, you're drugged a little bit, and, and then they're taking you out as almost like you were sick, and then put you into a van, and then that, that could be it. You know, we could probably never see you again, right? Well, if that, I mean, that's just one way. I mean, you just anything that you can hold over a person. Um, I mean, as far as a kid, a lot of times they just try to shame you. And just because, you know, as a human, they know how to manipulate you in order to have control over you. Um, and when you feel like you've done something wrong and you know, know something's not right, um, they know how to work that in order to to have that control over you. I mean, it may not be money. It may be money. It may be a visa to get into the country. A lot of people are brought in through that promising. If you pay so much money, you can have a job here. Um, I've seen um, some stuff that was floating around about trying to lure kids. Hey, uh, you're a teenager. If you want a job, I, you can make a thousand dollars a week. Just, just come, come see me. And, and kids are lured into that because they want money. Um, to go spend on all of their cool things. Um, it's, it's sad on how you get lured in and what you're entrapped is pretty much there. I mean, there are kids that once they're in it, or not, I can't say kids, but just once people are in it, there are some that just don't want to be rescued. The home that life they're coming from was not a good home life, and the person that's trafficking them treats them better than their parents or their family did. So, I mean, it, it's, it's sad what, what's taking place and the choices that we have now. Um, yeah. so, so tell me about your book, um, and then we'll, we'll then talk about things that, that parents can do to be more mindful and maybe monitor, um, you know, what's going on um, as far as, like, going out to events and, and just not taking for granted that um, you always got to kind of be aware of your surroundings. But tell me about your book first, or your three books, sorry. Uh, I did read your book, so did my wife. We enjoyed it. Um, my wife enjoyed it so much, she thought it was it was real actual. <laughs> uh, you know, like, this really happened? And, uh, and so, um, so uh, tell me about the first book, Polaris, and how you came to write that one. Well, um, again, Polaris takes off with the um, North Texas Mall. Um, it starts out with that. The girl gets trafficked, um, basically drugged. Um, thrown into a vehicle, put into an 18-wheeler, and sent down to southern Texas um, in this. Um, and she's in a back of a trailer with a bunch of other girls that are being trafficked. 
Um, it, they end up showing up at a ranch of a predominant guy. He's well known in the community and liked, and and um, of course he's got someone that's kind of lording some information or money over him. That's why he's gotten into doing it. Um, and uh, this girl ends up having to try. Well, she's kind of almost given up in life, but um, she she has um, her background. She is a Christian. And she's just kind of like, I, I'm ready to give up on this. But in, in it, in the aspect, um, let's say God opens a door and she happens to escape. Um, so um, in my books, um, it does cover with, uh, cover the human trafficking. But the one thing I wanted to, to put into my books that kind of have a little bit of a different twist to it is um, a lot of times we think, how could God even allow this to happen? Um, and so it has a, has a Christian um, storyline with it as well. We, we just don't imagine. And then, we, like I said, you hear people saying, how could God even allow this to happen? And unfortunately, we live in a fallen world, and he gave us a choice of, of uh, to make a choice of what, what we want to do. Uh, and um, so God kind of, like I say, kind of opened the door for her, and she ends up escaping. So. The second story goes along with the line of um, a girl happens to, um, she, she doesn't have a really good home life. Her family's going through and they're going, getting ready to lose their house. Dad's lost his job. Mom works at home. And um, uh, she meets up with this guy at a mall. And he ends up buying her a brand new car. And, and he's got an idea of what he wants to do, but he's lured her in. And uh, his her first deal happens to be to go meet up with her best friend um, while they're driving around the block in her new car. The guy sitting in the back happens to drug the girl, and and she's she's now into um, human trafficking, uh, thrown in. Just and wow. they're they're taking life things, um, or I'm, I guess I can't say it's not. It's not. I've never watched a certain story or a certain person. It just there's a conglomeration and just me kind of cutting into um, trying to deal um, not only with the human trafficking but maybe some 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 things to think about. Maybe you know it's not um, just because we think that God's not in control over this stuff. It, he right. really there's there's something in there. Um, so in order to read out the girls were like. There is a ultimate plan of what takes place, and I can't say that happens for everything. Um, it's just, I just know that hey, God's still there regardless of what you're facing right now, and you just have to make right. sure you try to find him. And it's very hard in that situation because God is definitely not. Would not imagine God being in human trafficking at all. He probably right. part part of it. Um, as a Christian, um, one of the scriptures I ended up coming off with first book was First Corinthians thirteen twelve. Um, it's talking about we see things only in pieces. We don't see the whole picture of what God has in store. So um, that's one of kind of what I have going over. Right now I'm working on my book three. I have, don't have a title for it yet, but it's going to be um, a predominant um, person in the community um, who happens to be trafficking his stepson. And so it talks about family, human trafficking. So. Oh, wow. Well, that's good. I'm, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that <clears throat> that I was able to meet you so you could kind of introduce this to me because I know, like I said, I've I've seen st uh, um, stars, you know, like I think Jada Smith and Will Smith kind of speak out on this um, and, and there's other stars as well that, that have started voicing their opinions and 
and said that obviously this is something we need to talk about. Um, and, um, you know, luckily it hasn't, and hopefully it doesn't happen uh, in my circle of people that I know, but I don't want to wait for that to happen, you know, uh -huh. and then say, okay, let's, let's go protest or let's do that. Let's do that. It's, it's just starting to bring, bring people's awareness uh, of, of what's out there and, and just not take things for granted. You know, unfortunately, um, you know, we, we got, we live in a crazy world. So um, one thing that somebody had mentioned to me that, that I think could help is, is LifeLock. Uh, are you familiarized with that, that, that company uh -huh. or that program? Uh -huh. Okay. And, um, and at, at, they said it is important that you do it now because it protects not only their social security information as far as, um, you know, a lot of, um, or, or people that could take their identity now uh, and use their social security, but but also I think it's a way to monitor, um, you know, where your kids are at and things like that. Is that right? Well, I don't know as far as it monitors where you've been at on there, but it definitely does um, protect you, uh, and your stuff can be held hostage, especially as an adult, um, through LifeLock, um, getting your social security numbers, your banking account information, and um, also, they can still basically lock down your computer that has all your information on it and say, hey, if you want your access back to your computer, you have to pay me X, Y, Z in order to get back into it. And I know that's what they deal more with the black web stuff. Um, the one thing um, I, want, I want to add into that is um, there are programs out there and I don't ever want uh, a person to think that, hey, I've got this XYZ program loaded onto my phone or my kid's phone, and it's, it's going to watch. It's going to watch it. And that's what I see a lot of times taking place. Um, but unfortunately, kids are pretty tech savvy, and they know how to work around situations. Uh, the other thing is traffickers are not stupid either. They're finding new ways to be able to get into new apps or develop new apps that don't really are not automatically blocked. So um, I never want someone to get to a fail safe of thinking, hey, I'm just, I'm blocked, I'm safe. We still need to always be on the watch out. Because um, just to know what's going on in technology today, uh, especially going in through after we've done this COVID thing and now we're now locked into technology. Um, and Zoom kind of came into one of the situations where teachers are out teaching and, and um, they were hacking into the Zoom meetings and throwing porn type stuff out there while teachers are trying to teach kindergarten classes. Um, so Zoom had to jump in right quick and they've added some new features of um, having to have passcodes in order to get into it. Um, they also want for teachers to make sure that the kids are let in or you let your students in um, into it to protect them. Um, and I know just June, sometime this month, they're going to be adding in a whole lot more security where it's going to be scrambled. So it's going to be a little bit harder to hack into it. But um, one of the programs out um, is a program called Thorn um, that deals with human trafficking um, on a national basis. <clears throat> it's actually put together by a bunch of um, movie actors. Uh, one of the predominant people is um, Demi. Um, not Lovato, but Demi Moore. Mm -hmm. um, and she kind of seen some videos and stuff like that that was taking place that had been published. And um, they have a, just actors that have come together and they now have a, pro, uh, they hired people to actually um, program 
uh, stuff to try to keep people safe. Um, one of their new programs that was just released in 2018 was called Safer. Um, and it's out on their website that has a lot of really good information. And it's, it's kind of for like web-based platforms to kind of keep trafficking off, uh, um, off out of it. And uh, so that's another good program out there that's trying to protect us. Okay. Um, so the first one was Thorn, T-H-O-R-N. Uh-huh. And then the next one is Saver, S-A-V-E-R. Well, that's the program that they've created. So if you go out to thorn.org, um, they have a um, SAFER, S-A-F-E-R, is a oh. platform that, that kind of goes through and, and helps track down information like that. Um, like I said, Polaris Project is the national the national reporting um, database. Um, of course, you know, you can always contact the police department or CPS, especially if it's dealing with a, a kid. But um, the Polaris Project is the major one for the North America. United States to be to report to. Um, Homeland Security has a campaign out there. Uh, it's called the Blue Campaign. Uh, that that's a lot of information out there on even tracking new. They're always reinventing themselves. Um, new things or trends that are taking place to to be able to recognize human trafficking. Um, and then the, we have a local group that deals with North Texas, and they're called, uh, their name is Trafficking or Traffic 911. And they deal with um, victims that are, in tra that are being trafficked here in the North Texas area. Oh, good. Okay. Well, that's good information. Okay. That's, yeah, this, is, this has been great. Um, there's, there's a lot of other programs out there, but I just know. I've never dealt specifically with Traffic 911. Um, I just happen to follow them on, on Facebook and uh, just to see some of the things that they go, they're going through um, and what they can report um, to share with the community. But Traffic 911 is our, our North Texas um, uh, human trafficking, uh, one of the agencies. Okay. Well, awesome. Angela, um, if you had to give any advice to, to parents out there um, that, that are just, you know, unaware or, or you know, you know not, not knowing that this could happen to them, um, what, what, what advice would you give, uh, not to, to scare people, but, but kind of just, you know. Well, I know I have two daughters and um, just my research in this, and you know, I just happen to be talking in general to my family. Um, it really just kind of opened their eyes that it's even taken place. And I know when um, my, my daughters are teenagers and just even walk into Walmart and they go, hey, I need to run to the restroom or something like that. And um, they're like, I'm like, well, okay. And they're now to the point of, no, mom, I want you to come with me. And I'm like, they're still teenagers. And I'm like, well, okay. You know, I'm glad that they're even thinking about it now. Um, but one big thing is, I think, is to have an open dialogue with your kid, no matter what age they are. Um, make sure you know who their who their friends are, um, going to their events, just being active with your child. Um, another thing is, um, kids always like to talk to you about their technology. Um, ask them, hey, what's some new apps that you just got loaded onto your to your phone? Um, show show it around to me, and just be interested in that and. A lot of times kids will want, they want to talk to you because they think they, they can teach us adult things every once in a while. And uh, right. I think that's it. But it, it's a good way of not accusing them of what's going on, but 
them being able to feel like they can share with you and, and not be accusatory about it. Um, definitely, um, I would stay, say stay in touch with, um, with companies like Polaris and um, that has, they have tons of information out there of new trends and just make sure you don't, I don't know, know all of, of what's taking place out there in the world to help protect your kids. And it's not saying that you have to have that conversation with your kids, um, but I would definitely say you need to have a age-appropriate conversation with your kids. Unfortunately, kids at nine years old, they're, they're already aware of that and parents just don't realize that their kids have already been exposed. Um, yeah, that's what I was gonna ask. Do you, do you recommend that you get your kids involved now to have these conversations or would that be kind of awkward? Cause now it's like, I'm putting fear that they, you know, every time they go out to Target or we go out to a baseball game or something, now they're worried about, well, what if I get kidnapped or, or something like that? So how would you approach the kids? Um, uh, there, there are actually tools out online. Um, one of them is called, well, for internet wise, it's called NetSquark and it's kind of a cartoonish way of how to stay safe online, which a lot of predators are luring you in through the internet. Um, so it's a video-based, um, um, education. Another one is Common Sense Media, and I know that's um, as a teacher, I end up using Common Sense Media um, just to make sure the kids are aware of things to be safe. Um, I, I taught one time of, hey, when you take a picture, um, just because you think you deleted it on the internet, it doesn't mean it's gone. It's sitting out in some database and um, some off-site off location that, I mean, it can be accessed, and that kind of surprises the kids to be able to realize where their video or their um, online footprint actually goes in the world. They think that it's just on their phone. It's not just on their phone. So those are those are things that, that you can teach your kids to be, be aware of um, just to be safe. All right, one more time, because I, I know you, you said that is Common Sense Media? Uh, common Sense Media. And what was the other one? Um, NetSmart, N-E-T-S-M-A-R-T-Z. Okay. Awesome. But there's there's new information out there, especially with um, with like I said, kids being um, now all of our education is pretty much online, some form or uh, fashion, um, just to make sure that they're aware of. Just because it's we're now on using more technology, just to be smart about using our technology. Okay, sweet. Well, I appreciate you. Um, <laughs> this went better than what I thought. Um, you know, I, again, I think that with things that are going on, you know, we need to start having these type of discussions and, and bringing people awareness up significantly because that could be that one person that watched it that we saved their life, you know? Um, and so uh, it, it's just huge. So I thank you for your time. Um, and if you want, did you have a website or, or is your books on Amazon or how, how, how can people get a hold if they want to purchase your book? They can um, go out on Amazon and um, just Google Angela Moses. Um, it's spelled weird with A-N-G-E-L-I-A -E Moses. And um, I have my two of my books are out there right now. Um, this summer, I'm trying to get my third one done. So. Awesome. Well, I, I can't wait to read it. <laughs> I got to read the second one and the third one now. So I'm, I'm a little <laughs> behind. So uh, it was a pleasure. Um, I, again, I appreciate your time, taking the time to, to help me with this video. Um, um, you know, again, I'm trying to get this information out to everybody. So 
Um, definitely subscribe to the channel at, at f3legacy.com. Um, and uh, and um, we appreciate you guys. And God bless. All right, let me stop it. Definitely got to do some editing. <laughs>